Hello and what is up? You are listening to another episode of the Women for Greatness podcast. This is episode 22 and this podcast is hosted by me, Serena Hess. In this episode, you get to meet my friend Emily Parsons. Emily is an Ohio babe, a fashion blogger. She's obsessed with Kroger and Trader Joe's. In this episode, we talk about a few different things, including tips on getting out of the comparison game, how to handle and grow through insecurities, how to balance social media with the relationships around you, and how to style the perfect Instagram outfit. Emily has grown her blog, Vino in the Village, and on her Instagram currently, she has 10.3 thousand followers. Emily is sweet and darling and just very, very kind. In this episode, she is honest about her emotions with Instagram, the good, the bad, the ugly. I can't wait for you to meet my friend Emily, so I'll stop talking and we'll roll the episode. Miss Emily, thank you for joining me today on this call. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. So your Instagram says you are the Kroger and HGTV obsessed chick. You're a Christ follower and you have a blog for the everyday girl. <laughs> yes, that is me. <laughs> what is Emily in a nutshell? What are the things other than these things that you're obsessed with and makes you you? Oh, goodness. Um, I'm definitely obsessed with Ohio. That's where my husband and I live and I grew up here so obsessed with everything Trader Joe's I feel like between Kroger and Trader Joe's that is just like if you want to think of Emily those are the two things (laughs) and then traveling and just like everything fashion so how did you what's where'd your name come from Vino in the Village so when I started my blog I actually started it when I lived back in Atlanta and it originally started started as a very fashion stylist blog and then after moving to Columbus, the name, the old name just didn't really seem to fit. And where we live in Columbus is called German Village. So one day I was Mm. sitting on the couch, drinking a glass of wine. And I was like, I need a new blog name. And then Vina (laughs) and the Village came to life. And it burst. Right here in this little town. That's awesome. So did you start your blog then like with the initial intent to become like a stylist blog to help women create better, you know, for that kind of thing? Absolutely. That was kind of how I was working in the fashion industry. And I, it wasn't as creative as I originally thought it would be. So this was kind of a way for me to have that very creative fashion outlet. And Mm -hmm. then over time, it just kind of evolved into more of a full lifestyle blog. Mm-hmm. What were you doing in the fashion industry? So I was working for Carter's Baby Clothing oh. down in, the, that's how I went to school in, in Georgia. And then I ended up getting a job with Carter. So I stayed in Atlanta for about two years with them. Oh, that's cool. And then, so when, when did you make the transition? Like, when did you leave Carter's. Oh goodness, all of my years kind of blend together. <laughs> but <laughs> I left Carter's about a year and a half ago. Okay, cool. So what is one of your main goals on your blog, would you say, is to help women shop better? Or what, what would you say your main goal is? I would are? say my main goal is have women feel better about their everyday lives, whether that is through a new outfit that's on sale or a coffee recipe or anything like that I just feel like it's so easy to play the comparison game and I personally Mm -hmm. get pulled into that and so my main goal through the blog is just like so people come and they leave feeling like their everyday normal life is extraordinary in its own way 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That's super special. <laughs> Can you talk to us about a time where you got caught up in the comparison? Game? Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I feel like the biggest time recently was when we were on our honeymoon. We had this big three-week Europe honeymoon planned and I was on Instagram like looking up all the places we were going and you know of course everyone only posts like the most amazing photos from where they are and so we're going to these these new places and we pull up and I'm like this is not this is not what everyone else's trip looks like we're doing something wrong and here I am on this amazing honeymoon and in that moment I'm still feeling like my experience isn't as amazing as this girl on Instagram. And so that for me was like a very recent kind of, okay, take a step back, put your phone down and chill out for a moment. Yeah, I definitely struggle with the phone usage. It's tough. It is. It was very difficult. <laughs> One of my things, like when we go out of town, sometimes it's hard because you don't know where you are. So it's like, okay, let me Yelp something. Let me, where's that cool wall that I saw on Completely. Instagram? Let me, how do, how do I get to this place? <laughs> No, absolutely. And especially when you're like somewhere well, we were in France and so nobody was speaking English or anything like that. So this was like the easiest way for me to be able to find fun stuff for us to do. And I think it is such an amazing, like great source, but it, you have to use it correctly and not let yourself kind of get down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. It is a tricky yes. rabbit hole. <laughs> so we just mentioned your honeymoon. Let's kind of move into the story. How did you meet Aaron, your now husband? Yeah, so I actually met him when I was living in Atlanta. I grew up in Columbus, so I still have some mm-hmm. friends here. And I came back, it was, oh goodness, almost three years ago. I came back for Easter to visit with some friends and he was actually good friends with one of my good friends and just over the years we had never actually met each other and Mm -hmm. so he came and had dinner with us and we just ended up hanging out the entire weekend and we started dating long distance so that's kind of how we met and then we did long distance for a little bit about a year and a half before I ended up moving back to Ohio. And what were your, like, first impressions? What what did you think when you met him? Hmm. <laughs> I was like, this is the tallest, goofiest guy I have ever met in my entire <laughs> life. Who do you think he is? How tall he is he? He is, um, like, 6'5", and oh, wow. just, it, it was, like, he walked in, and I was like, this guy looks like he belongs in California. And then I talked to him, <laughs> and I was like, and he is just goofy and his references are not from 2000 and I think at the time it was like 15 I was like uh he kind of has a sense of humor as my grandpa so I don't know what's going on here (laughs) yeah I'd say those were my uh first impressions and they've definitely stayed accurate (laughs) that's hilarious does does Aaron have social media does he go on Instagram and so he has social media but he doesn't really go on it. He posted a picture of us on our honeymoon. And then before that, he hadn't posted a picture in over a year. So it's very different. Yeah. How do you, is that, huh? Is that kind of weird? Like, cause I know for me, I'm the one more on my phone than my husband. Right. So like, is that kind of weird to like balance the social media usage? So it's been an adjustment. I would say the first probably like six months after moving here I had to kind of navigate 
how I was on my phone, how I was on social media, all of that, because I was so used to, when I lived in Atlanta, I was by myself. And Mm -hmm. when we were talking, it was on my phone. So like, it just never. And then when we would like (laughs) go on trips and stuff like that to visit each other, I just really wasn't on my phone that much because we only got to see each other twice a month. So Mm -hmm. the first like, that was probably one of the biggest challenges when I first moved here and we were doing like everyday life together. And part of my job, most of my job is being on my phone. So I've had to kind of set up boundaries for myself. I work from home. And so from nine to four or five, like I have full range of my phone. I try and get as much done as possible. And then after that, I try and stay off of it for the most part, unless we're going to an event or doing something like that where I feel like doing an Instagram story is necessary or, you know, I need to like post a picture or something like that. But Mm. it definitely is different. We've had a lot of conversations about it. And the one thing that we both have said is that we don't want our phones to ever become a distraction from our relationship. He's really understanding Mm -hmm. that this is, that it is my job. So I would say that we've like found a happy balance over the past year. Yeah, that was probably tough. Definitely. Yeah. I I just want to say though, it is so fun like watching your Instagram stories and then Aaron comes in and he's doing some type of goofy <laughs> face or like he his his Instagram stories are some of my favorites. He <laughs> loves it. And that's the other thing too is like when he's in that mood, I can't help but like put him up there and all of that and he told me a couple months ago that the only reason people followed me on Instagram was for his stories. And I was like, you know what? You might be right. <laughs> it just adds a very nice finesse. Exactly. Just his goofiness coming through it all. It's so funny because I try to catch my husband being goofy. And then he goes, well, don't post that. Right. Oh, I look so- I like something like that. And I'm like, but Aaron would do it. That is so funny. <laughs> Who's Aaron? I'm like. Here, here, look. <laughs> That's hilarious. I can't ever tell him that. He'll get too big of a head. I know. He's like, I can't wait for this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so we're going to circle back to the fashion a little yes. bit. So when did your fashion obsession begin? Mm, I would have to say it was when I got my hands on my very first Teen Vogue when I was like 14 years old. I <laughs> was so obsessed with that magazine. And I have no idea why, but I, like, looked forward to getting it every single month and was just anything that they posted in there. I was like, okay, I've got to wear this. I've got to find this. i got to do something (laughs) with this sparkly t-shirt that is in here. Mm -hmm. So then at 14, were you just on a mission to, like, mix and match and look at the different trends and just start exploring with that? So the funniest thing about it all is I've always been in love with fashion, but... When I was, like, 14 until probably, I would say, like, a junior or senior in high school, I was, like, really insecure about what I personally wore. So something Mm -hmm. that I loved to do is I would, like, style what my mom was wearing or my friends because it was – it just felt more natural and comfortable for me to style somebody else than myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why when I started my blog and all that, I was so focused on the styling aspect of it. Because for the longest, the most comfortable thing I could be wearing was like joggers and a t-shirt. So it definitely, it was a, it took, it was a longer process in actually experimenting on my, my with my own clothing. Mm-hmm. What was the emotional 
struggle or feelings during that time where you're like, I really want to wear this outfit, but would you just put it on and feel like, mm, no? Or, yeah. Like, how did you Yeah, definitely. That? I, growing up, was always taller than everyone else and well not everyone else but all the girls and Mm -hmm. I definitely was never like a skinny girl by any means so I think that there was just always this insecurity in the back of my head that was you were told if you wear black you look slimmer and all of that and so I was like well Mm -hmm. if I wear colors or something then that's bringing attention to myself and my personality is one that I am super outgoing, but I don't necessarily love attention on myself. So clothing is such an easy way to express your personality. And I just was never secure in who I was for the longest. And no other like crazy reason other than I think just how I was personally kind of dealing with how I like saw myself. And so it just like took a while for me to finally get to a point where I was like you know what I am who I am I love who I am and I'm gonna wear whatever I want to wear and I will say like starting the my blog and all of that really helped to like kind of kick myself forward in that way because you have to have some confidence if you're walking around town asking people to take pictures of you yeah (laughs) you have to reach a point where you don't really care what people think anymore when you finally got to that point where you're like, oh my gosh, like, I wish I knew this sooner. Or... Oh, completely. When I finally got to that point, I was like, what was I so concerned about for so long? And also, there was a part of me that was like, how self-centered was I to think that somebody was going to be talking about a pink shirt I was wearing versus a black shirt? We worry about such little things, like, in comparison to it all. Oh, completely. Know? And... But when you're in that moment worrying about it, it doesn't feel like such a little thing to you. It feels like the biggest thing in the world. And it's just funny, like, looking back on stuff and thinking, like, how many opportunities did I miss out on just because I was, you know, feeling so insecure about a small little thing that probably nobody ever noticed. Yeah, I love your Instagram. It is so fun and it is so colorful. I'm looking at it right now, actually. Yeah. (laughs) The the next question, how do you style the perfect Instagram outfit? Oh, goodness. How about you do that and let me know? Because I'm still trying to figure that out. So I, going back to like kind of the comparison game and all of that, I really struggled with that. I think you can style the perfect outfit on Instagram when it's exactly what you would actually wear to go do what you're doing that day. And I always, something that I always try and do in all of my outfits is I don't want to wear something, like, I don't want to wear a sweater that's $600 because, just for a photo, because I would personally never wear a sweater that was $600. So I want to, like, bring pieces to women that they can easily duplicate in their own closet. Like, they don't necessarily need to buy the item that I've linked or anything like that, but... I just feel like having one piece that you're wearing that you're so comfortable in and then adding Mm -hmm. some sort of color, whether it's through your purse or your shoes or something like that, definitely helps create that perfect look. And also, it's so true that like when you feel confident in what you are wearing, you're automatically going to look more attractive in this outfit because your confidence is just like radiating through it. I recently, because I've been doing more photos of myself for my Instagram, yeah. so I'll do photo shoots with other photographers or just have my husband take photos of me or whatever. 
And I just started learning like that styling is more of an art than what I thought it was. Completely. And it's so different for every body type too. There's so many different bloggers that I follow and I love their style, but I can't personally pull it off because maybe our body types are different or I can pull it off, but it's in a different type of way. Like it is Mm -hmm. so unique to each person which is so fun about it too, is that everyone can have their own little flair. Well, I love what you were saying about like, if you feel good in it, then it looks better. Because like with some of the trends, the mid drift or like super short shorts or like, you know, just Mm -hmm. different stuff like that. And personally, I like to be covered just in general. Like (laughs) I don't like things hanging out. So So when I wear something and it's like super fashionable, but like it's low cut, like more than I'm used to, the whole entire photo shoot or whatever, I'm like worried about trying to pull my shirt up or pull my shorts down, or, you know, different things like that. Whereas if I wear something that I feel comfortable in, the pictures look so much better. Oh, completely. I And it's, it's crazy. No, Sorry. no, no. Honestly, I'm the exact same way. I have had, I always ask girls on um, Instagram stories, do you want to see next and all of that? And there's a lot of times where I take what they want to see and I'll recreate the look or I'll somehow make it my own and I'm like I'm not comfortable in this you're never gonna Mm -hmm. find me wearing a crop top because I'm not comfortable in that and also like I'm most likely about to go eat pizza after that and nobody wants to see you sitting down eating pizza in a crop top (laughs) and it's like anybody who wears a crop top and sits down gets a roll right like exactly it does not matter what size you are I'm like, I don't know how you angle it that you don't right we do completely that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So how do you show up more authentically on Instagram? We touched on it a little bit, but like your stories are so real life and I just feel like you're so relatable. Thank you. I will say showing up authentically on Instagram is difficult right now. Yeah. Difficult in the sense of now I feel like auth- being authentic has become this buzzword and it's something that everyone's trying to do, but it's really easy to kind of tell who is authentic and who's just trying to make themselves trending, if that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Being authentic is just being completely true to who you are. And one of the ways that I try and stay like that is who you see on my Instagram story is who you're going to meet in public. Like I'm not putting on a show for somebody on my story. I'm not gonna just like, I'm not going to promote a brand on my blog or my Instagram feed that I don't love. It's just figuring out what your values are and sticking to that. You're not going to like see me writing captions with swear words in them or crazy stuff like that. I just, you know what you stand for and you don't sway from that. And also don't be afraid to get on Instagram story without any makeup on and having your hair messy. Like that's real life. And that's something that I remember when I first started doing Instagram stories, I felt like I had to be completely like done up and all of that. And I would record my videos over and over again until they seem perfect. And that's not authentic. That's not real. People are probably going to just swipe through your story anyways. And so I just kind of got to the point where I was like, hey, I'm sitting on my couch with wet hair, but let's do this. Let's talk. (laughs) I have to talk to you about this. Right, completely. And I mean, you know, real life is messy. So not trying to be perfect all the time. Mm -hmm. I know a few of my friends, they don't like being on their Instagram stories just because... 
I don't know. They feel insecure. I, I mean, like they don't want their face. Sh- I don't know what the deal is with that. Yeah, I have a few friends that are like that as well. I think it's really, it's a vulnerable and personal thing for how short that video is. You're kind of just showing your real self and what you're doing and you're opening yourself up on another layer to allow people to judge you is how I've at least when I've talked to people who feel that way as well I will say going back to like not getting to a point where you don't really care what people think anymore like I can't tell you how many messages I've gotten from people that if I was easily if, st- if stuff would easily bother me, I probably wouldn't be on Instagram stories. No, I just feel like Instagram stories can be, uh, even though they're fun and you're seeing short little clips of people's lives, they are also personal to like the person who's putting them up there. I used to, when I would do polls and people would like vote no for something, I used to kind of get my feelings hurt a little bit. And then I was like, you know what? You, you can't do that. So it's just kind of, I think it goes back to that. Just you're still putting yourself out there in a way. And it's easy to kind of let what people's perceptions are of you to kind of affect you. I think with Instagram, it's two things. One, you have to be okay with yourself and showing up. Mm-hmm. A lot of it can be curated from different people. But I think the way it's meant to be used is to show up as yourself, you know? Completely. And once you show up, you have to be okay with what other people are going to say. Even if you don't listen to it, that's fine. What you were saying with the polls, I do polls sometimes. And then, like, my guy friends vote and they're just, like, trolls. Right. Like, I'm like, girls, do you like this dress or this dress? And they're like, neither. And I'm like, okay, well, I wasn't talking to you. Right. <laughs> Get out of here. So there's always, you know, someone that's – yesterday I did a goofy Instagram story about, like, I couldn't open my smoothie. And after I put it up, I thought, oh, gosh, like, that's embarrassing. But then I thought, would I do that in real life? Right. Yes. Right. So should I keep it up? Yes. Is someone going to look at it funny? Probably. But that's on them. Right. (laughs) That's not a reflection of me. That's a reflection of them for judging me. (laughs) No, absolutely. And I also have this own little rule with myself that once I post an Instagram story, I don't watch it again. And I don't. Like, I don't touch it. It's up there. It is what it is. And I just kind of leave it at that because it's so easy to overanalyze everything that you do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'll go back and watch mine and think, oh, that's cringeworthy. I'm just going to delete that one. Right. <laughs> Good point. So what, what's been your biggest learning lesson through Instagram? That everyone's kind of Instagram journey is completely different. There's multiple other girls and bloggers who we all started at the same time. And it was really easy to like kind of watch their feeds and see how many people were interacting with them and how fast they were growing. And it was easy to like let that affect how I was feeling about myself and not staying focused on why I was doing what I was doing. And at the end of the day, my Instagram feed is a reflection of my blog and the business and I can't be distracted by feeling less than other people because that's not going to help anyone at the end of the day. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's funny because we can get stuck feeling not good enough or comparing ourselves, but then it stops us from producing anything. Completely. 
we just get almost paralyzed. Like, why can't I do this? How come mine doesn't look like this? What's the deal with this? And it's, well, that prevents you from doing anything at all. No, absolutely. And even something like I was looking back at my feed the other day, just scrolling and kind of seeing how the progression of everything has gone. And just looking at the way that my photos have been edited so much over the past year and how long it took me to finally get to a place where I was like, this is the image that I like and all of that. It's just, it's so easy to overanalyze every single photo that you put up instead of just kind of like letting it be what it is. And I, a lot of people who start these Instagrams and all of that, it's a creative outlet. And so just kind of letting it be you and being true to who you are and not feeling like you have to have the perfect preset or anything like that. The perfect recipe for editing. Right. I don't know. <laughs> uh, in January, you wrote a letter on a blog post and it was titled to the girl who feels like she's not enough. What would you say to that girl now? <laughs> you dug back for that one. <laughs> I'm like, let's see what we could ask here. <laughs> I would say the exact same thing I said then. I, every single day, I personally have to remind myself even in small little moments that you are enough and you just have to keep showing up in your own life and for yourself. I think it's so easy for us to want somebody to like rescue us or like fix a problem for us. And sometimes you just got to be your own hero and you got to step up and be like, I'm enough. I'm here. I'm here to play and Mm -hmm. let's get after life. And Mm -hmm. That's just, I feel like that's in all aspects, whether it's a relationship that isn't going the way you want it to go, only you can change that. You can't change the other person. If it's your job, maybe you can't leave your job and go find another one, but how can you make your job better? And it's just, we have that control and we have that choice every day. More about doing something about it than kind of being passive, right? Completely. Yeah. I love that. So for the last one, you said I dug deep, but this one's a little bit deeper. (laughs) I scrolled back in the captions a while back on Instagram. You said, you said this somewhere during my 26 years of life, I stopped believing I could be what I wanted to be that there were certain boxes. I had to check and ones that were simply left for childhood dreams. Well, two years ago, I said, forget that and started going for what I wanted. Was it easy? Heck no. Was it worth it? A million times yes. So here's your gentle reminder that you have the power to be whatever you want. It won't happen overnight and no one will hand it to you, but being who you want to be and it'll be worth it. Do you have anything to add to that caption today? I would say it's still true for what I'm living today. And one of the things that I remember, I actually, I remember writing that caption and the reason I wrote that was I feel like at that time in my life, I was having so many people kind of tell me that doing a blog and trying to pursue the career that I wanted to pursue wasn't realistic. And I just kind of got to a point where I was like, you know what, that's not true. And then I, on the other hand, had people asking me like, so what is the secret to being able to have a blog as your job and all of this and how did you do this how did you do that and I've always been somebody who if I if I want something 
then I got to figure out how to make that happen. And that goes back to like when I decided to start my blog, I Googled everything I could Google because at the end of the day, I knew that like if I wanted this to happen, I had to teach myself how this was going to happen. And that's still true now. If you want something, don't expect somebody else to tell you how you should go about doing it because just because something worked for them one way doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And just being like going after what you want and go be a go-getter. It's easy to sit back and kind of let your dreams go by. And I did that for a long time. And that might be why now I'm so like, if I want something, I got to go make it happen. (laughs) But it's true. If you work really hard and you make smart decisions along the way, it's amazing how, where you can end up a year from now instead of just like sitting there hoping that somebody will make you be where you want to be. Basically, my life verse is Galatians 6, 9, and it's never grow weary of doing what is good for in due season. If you do not lose heart, you'll soon reap a harvest. I so, love that. Yeah. So it's all about, okay, you have goals. That's great. Work your butt off to achieve them and you literally will get there. completely oh absolutely I think sometimes people can get stuck almost and feel like they can't achieve it or they can't do it or time just slips by and they don't focus on what they want but you are doing an amazing job of just getting it just doing the work just putting your head down putting your hair in a messy bun and just making it happen (laughs) I commend you thank you I think it's really easy to think that your journey should look exactly like somebody else's and once you kind of start thinking like that you're already setting yourself up for failure but if you're looking at what other people are doing and they're being successful at what they're doing and kind of like connecting a thread through that and then seeing how can I be successful in what I want to do and learn from these people not ask them to do the hard work for me or find some kind of secret because there's really no secret to success it's working really hard yeah (laughs) but some people they just don't want to do that and that's totally okay I just don't think that we should ever expect somebody else to put in the hard work for us because then it just doesn't feel as good at the end either you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. you didn't deserve it completely what is one thing that you know now that you wish you knew five years ago Oh, goodness. Oh, doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I wish I knew five years ago that the idea in my mind at that time of what I wanted my life to look like, that that wasn't just some crazy little fairy tale that I had made up or anything like that. I wish I would have known then that I was worth significantly more than what I was letting myself settle for and that I would have started pushing after my dreams of the job that I wanted of the man that I wanted to marry and the friendships and relationships that I wanted instead of just kind of coasting by and settling for below average Mm -hmm. that you deserve way more than what you're putting yourself up for completely and I think that's something that I wish every girl could kind of learn earlier if they haven't already because it took me way too long to figure that all out yeah 
That's funny because the next question is, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice that changed your life, what would it be? And so it kind of sounds like it'd be that. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, it would. It would just be you deserve exactly that fairy tale in your head. I think the biggest thing for me when I, when it comes to anything that I put out there, like advice for girls, it always comes for some reason back to relationships, whether it's a friendship or it's a dating relationship. I just want every girl to know that like they deserve to be so happy in their relationship and they deserve to feel so confident in all of that. And they shouldn't settle for the first guy who decides that he likes her or they shouldn't settle for the friends that don't have your back. You deserve that ultimate fairy tale and you're not a foolish or childish for even thinking that you deserve that. Yeah. I love that. Well, when people start to get defeated or knocked down or bad experiences with relationships, it can kind of dishearten them a little bit. Completely. Yeah. Having the hope and being determined to be hopeful. No, like this is good. This could happen to me. Why couldn't this happen to me? That's a great perspective. Completely. And when you kind of start to change your mind, like the way you view that and what you deserve, it's pretty amazing how easy it is to weed out the things you don't deserve you don't just accept anything that comes your way you start to have this confidence and realization that you're worth more than just what somebody decides to tell you that you're worth yeah I love that you gosh you're so wise (laughs) years of mistakes years of mistakes what can I say Okay, our last question, where can everybody find you, follow you, and get all of their fashion inspiration from you? Yes, <laughs> my Instagram handle is emilyvdw. My blog is vinointhevillage.com. And then I also have a Facebook page, which is Vino in the Village. I have a Twitter, but I don't really use it. So you can find me at hey there underscore M. <laughs> but you're not going to be But I probably there, so. won't really be there, so... <laughs> all right well this has been amazing thank you so much for setting aside the time i really appreciate it absolutely thank you for having me hello my darling friends i hope you enjoyed this episode each week my goal is to aim to inspire you or encourage you in some way emily brought some great perspective on how to get outside of ourselves stop over analyzing ourselves and just get on with our lives so we can do amazing things i think my favorite thing that emily said in this episode is your everyday normal life is extraordinary in its own way that just goes to show that we all have a reason that we're here we all have a purpose we all have a unique thing that we have to do. The world wants to see what you're going to do. I want to see it. If you guys listen to this episode, screenshot it and put it up on your Instagram story. I'd love to see who's checking it out. Until next week, friends, I hope you have an amazing week, an amazing day, and just go out there and change the world. Okay, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.